another beautiful sunny day, middle of the week, Wednesday, some call it hump day, some don't. But if you do, it's a good one, that's for sure. Glad to have you here Monday through Friday, noon to 2. If you're out and about, if you're ready to be a snowbird going to Florida, wherever you might be, get us on thegreatvoice.com. Any time of day or night, thegreatvoice.com. Listen to the whole show, podcast. Thanks for being with us. We appreciate it. Always a pleasure to have this next guest, Mike Rogers, Michael J., an American former law enforcement officer and politician, served as the U.S. representative for Michigan's 8th Congressional District, a Republican. He served from 2001 to 2015. From 2011 to 2015, he was chair of the United States House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence. He is, fortunately for us, running for the United States Senate, and he brings with him an incredible treasure trove of experience, trustworthiness, and knowledge. And so I certainly wanted to speak with Mike about the the situation that we find our world in today. Mike, always a pleasure. Good afternoon. I hope Christy is well. Christy is well, Paul. I hope uh, all is well on uh, on your end as well. It is indeed. Is good, we have... We have the president in Israel. I, I didn't think it was a, a wise uh, trip, but, you know, he doesn't care what I think. But I, I didn't think it was doing anything. We didn't need to really do anything to alert the world to our standing with Israel. That's We stand with Israel, which is what, unfortunately, all the terrorists know, which is why they attack so often. But uh, with this ground war that's uh, about to be underway, my concern, and I need your professional uh, thought on this, I can't help but think that China and Russia are licking their chops and maybe even thinking the unthinkable that this could make an opening for them to make a a horrific move on us. Well, I would like to say you're wrong, Paul, but I don't believe you are. And so this has been a long time in the making, Uh, lots of really bad decisions, another bad decision showing up and then getting snubbed uh, by a Middle East leader while you're on the ground uh, trying to work through this problem set. So that didn't show strength for the United States. That showed complete weakness and candidly, if not incompetence. And this started when, and these are the same national security professionals, some are now even in Congress, that actually uh, helped uh, push forward on the Iran nuclear deal, uh, which was the the deal for them was that they get to pursue their nuclear weapons, keep their Unbelievable. Uh, enriched uranium, and get cash. I mean, this and what happened is that just set into motion a whole bunch of horrible things leading up to today. The uh, the absolute abandoning of Afghanistan and the way they left and left people standing there with our equipment, our money, uh, and all of the problems of a terrorist organization, the Taliban, getting in charge again. I mean, all of these things matter. All of them have consequences. And it tells me when you show up and you don't, by the way, and we're huge supporters of some of those countries, uh, including the leader that said not doing it. um, I mean, it just, it's absolutely embarrassing. And what worries me most is it signals weakness. And when you signal weakness, to your point, Paul, is that, hey, Russia's going to take advantage uh, China is going to take advantage, absolutely. They're already helping Iran in other ways. Uh, you know, this this thing couldn't get any worse. Oh, and one just last point. I don't think a lot of listeners won't know this. So uh, Trump in 2018 put, put sanctions on their oil production of Iran, effectively shutting it down. 
which is what you wanted to do to starve them of cash they use for both terrorism uh, and their nuclear program. And guess what? Biden administration unleashed it because he stopped our oil production here in the United States. Uh, and now they produce more oil, the Iranians, than they did in 2018. Huge cash cow. And remember, that resulted in us having to send the president of the United States, went to Saudi Arabia to beg for oil. I mean, all of these things are coming to a point and a focus right now. They sure are. And let's face it, we do not have the leadership at the top that gives anyone confidence that we are prepared to do whatever it is we have to do to first protect America and then protect our friends and allies like Israel. And with the, the, him giving that threat, which has no teeth at all, when he says, uh, Iran, you better, not, you better not think about getting involved. They're already involved. They, they were there from the beginning. They were there for the planning. But if Iran openly uh, attacks Israel, what do we do? I, I don't know what the president thinks he's going to do. That headline I gave to my listeners yesterday about 2,000 troops, you know, boots-on-the-ground troops called up and told to be ready. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's not a good place for us to be, honestly. There are other things we could do to make Iran's life miserable. And, again, the first thing I do today is re-sanction their oil program. We have to stop that. Now, it, does it mean that Russia and China won't cheat and buy it anyway? Yep, it will. But we should get a lot more serious about putting pressure on both. Well, Russia we won't have much impact on today, but China we could have a tremendous impact on their ability to continue to finance, buy uh, their oil uh, from Iran. That is a big hurt for them. We need to understand that. Number two, there's other things that we can do. You know, there's if they're moving missiles and doing other things through Syria, those can be – uh, great targets for us to disrupt Iran's ability to put a lot of hurt on Israel uh, in a way that doesn't directly engage the Iranians. And then we have, I'll just say, other capabilities that we could deploy to make their lives a little bit miserable. Um, and what you don't want to do is get sucked into a big ground war in the Middle East. That, oh boy. It, you know, over Israel, I mean, this is not where we need to be. And by the way, you avoid these kinds of things by being demonstrating clear, strong, resolute leadership. It's pretty hard to say we've had any of that in the last three years. That is so true. Uh, you speak the truth, as always. How's the Senate race going, Michael? Uh, it's going great. We, we have been all over the state. Uh, we had just a record-setting 15,000 signatures in a month. Uh, for, for us to get on the ballot. So we're, we're building out our grassroots campaign all over the state, having conversations with people about their issues and their concerns in Michigan. Uh, and it just feels right, and it feels good, and we're moving out. What's the, uh, the, the website we should give our listeners to, rogersforsenate.com or something else? rogersforsenate.com. Get on there, get involved, send somebody to Washington, D.C. that takes Michigan common sense and gets busy on day one, no on-the-job training. <laughs> that, is well, that is well put. Rogersforsenate.com. The vote is on now for the fiasco with the Republicans, the House Speaker vote. At this moment, Jordan, 79, Scalise, 4, McCarthy, 3, Jeffrey, 77, others, 5. Uh, I don't know if he can make it with these numbers, that Jordan can make it in the second vote. doesn't look like it. Any th quick thoughts? 
we got to get our act together there. Uh, the House needs to come together on this. It is sending a horrible message to our adversaries and our friends overseas and certainly doesn't do much for those of us at home who have real issues to deal with. Candidate for the United States Senate and an all-round great guy, proven in so many ways, Mike Rogers. And you can find out more information and participate, join in, contribute, do whatever at RogersForSenate.com, RogersForSenate.com. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, sir. We look forward to talking again, too. I I know you were finishing your sentence there. It is uh, 1229 at WJR.